Hi, I'm Lucas Mack, and I'm on a mission to see the hurting get healed and the healed go out and heal others in order for all of us to experience the true love and light we desire. This podcast is me sharing my journey with you so you don't feel alone in your journey. Welcome to the Golden Rule Revolution. Hello, brothers and sisters, and welcome back to another episode of the Golden Rule Revolution. I am Lucas Mack. Thank you for joining. I'm really excited about this episode. Andrew Genovese and I had our second conversation. I first interviewed him when he freshly came out of India and he was back in the US and he just embarked, he was just embarking on his um his impact and his journey and his story of of what he was going to be creating in the US and the impact he's had all over the world with breath work. This was a great conversation. I really enjoyed it, and I know you will as well. So my dear brother, Andrew, thank you for coming on, and everyone, enjoy. You know, I like just jumping right in, brother. We'll uh, we'll get going. So, brother, welcome back. Uh, it's been 20 years since we last <laughs> talked, or it feels like it. Um, you know, I was honored to be on your show recently, and it was just good seeing you and just good connecting with you again. So welcome back to the podcast, brother. Yeah, beautiful, just beautiful full circle moment, you know, of uh, just where I was just reflecting on kind of where I was at at that time, this consciousness I had available to me, the work that I was doing, the place I was living, just, oh my gosh, just the evolution that's taken place from when we did that, which was only a couple months into everything, and to now, it it was really beautiful, and I really enjoyed it as well, my man, it was cool. It's so great. Um, so let's uh, let's catch everyone up on the past two years. You know, like what's what's been going on with you, and and what are you doing now? Oh wow, wow, yes. I mean, so much to, to even attempt to theorize these two two and a half years into into a half hour or an hour is is impossible. But oh my god, just evolved and grown and changed mm. so much shed so much i think i've died 145 times mm. in plant ceremonies and breath work and and um gosh october and november i think have been the two most powerful months for me mm. in my existence i'm just feeling turning such a huge corner of so many years of not knowing how to function on this earth and feeling lack and deep self-worth of not feeling worthy of prosperity and abundance and gifts and mm. and uh, really, really owning my true power and my true divinity. And mm. I'm feeling these two months, it's like I'm just really turning a the biggest corner I've ever turned in, in my life. And part of that, you know, has to do with leaving Los Angeles a couple months ago and now mm. being located in the forest in Washington here. And my partner and I were just so happy and we're yeah taking it by stride and Mm. we don't really know there's so many things that are up in the air for us at the same time so there's a deep trust and a deep surrender of you know if we're going to be doing a lot of work maybe elsewhere Mm. um, potentially south america we might be spending a lot of time you know all the year or a lot of the year so we really don't know but i'm just continuing to hold space for my wild woman to 
go crazy and feel all the anxieties and all the unknowns one day and then drop into, well, I love it here and I love the forest and it's so perfect. Then the next day she's like, oh my God, I don't want to be in the matrix. I don't want to pay. Him. <laughs> totally. And I'm like, yeah, I mean, I, I feel that, feel that deeply. And I, we're supposed to be here right now, today, mm-hmm. going into the cocoon period in the Pacific Northwest, into the shadow, into, into the darkness, into the cold, in this period of um, beautiful creation for humanity. So I feel this, I feel this period for, myself just being a huge time to birth new projects, new creations, Mm. uh, lots of new courses about the breath and integration and really just guiding people back home to their bodies and to themselves and to their, to the universe, which is them. (laughs) And so, yeah, very, very exciting time and a lot of really amazing things about to be birthed, you know, we're, we're, Spending all day yesterday uh, planning our retreat in Sedona for January. Mm. So there's just so many exciting things that we're doing right now, and um, feeling a huge turning point with my partner and our and our union. We've gone through so so much these last two and a half years, being an identical mirror of each other. And uh, yeah, there felt like many times where we were not going to make it, but we're both mega powerhouses here on Earth and. Uh, we both have there's a, there's a lot in this body, and the two of us coming together is is a uh, quite intense. <laughs> and so, yeah. yeah, we've just moved through so much as a union, and um, stepping into new new love and just new like patience and calm. And oh my god, I mean, it's just endless. So much is on the forefront for me, brother. Mm. So. Yeah, that's what's mainly coming to the forefront in terms of just what's alive in my arena and all that's transpired. And yeah, been reflecting so much on all the people who have come into my field and all the people on all the summits and all the podcasts I've gotten to speak on. And just going back just three years ago where I was in my work and uh, like just like the beginning stages and things just happened so fast with the pandemic and when I started like speaking out my truth and how th- quick things happened for me with just, you know, not being afraid of being judged or being shamed of, of what I knew was true. So really starting to watch like all the, all the bravery and all the courage, I guess I possessed at that time coming to lots of fruition, uh, you know, in the last couple of months and now moving into the new year. So mm. Beautiful, brother. Beautiful. I don't know if I asked you or if I did on the first podcast. I don't remember what the answer was. Um, but what was your first gateway or opening into the spiritual world? I mean, growing up, I, f- I forget you grew up some sort of went to church once in a while or something like that. But and I'm not talking about religion. I'm not talking about that. But, you know, the path. Like when what was your first step into that? Yeah. Well, yeah, I was raised Catholic. I was raised very religious. There was, I wouldn't say very religious. That's not necessarily accurate. I did go to church every Sunday for quite a few years. So um, my brother and I both despised it. <laughs> we we saw, we, saw, we saw right through it. Even as children, we were like, this is not right. Why do we have to go to this? Like, what's the point? <laughs> and um, I was one of the many, one of the most who did not have parents who are conscious or awakened to their soul and spirit. Mm-hmm. And 
in becoming adult, that's when I really had a challenging time of trying to figure out just why are all these people so miserable? Why are so many people addicted to pain pills and to antidepressants and to anti-anxiety? Mm -hmm. uh, why are so many people working a job that they truly can't stand? Mm -hmm. And just none, none of it made sense to me, you know? And so what did I do? I, I found uh, traveling. Mm -hmm. And when I took that first trip to Brazil in 2010, it completely rocked my world and it changed my life. And when I when I went to Brazil, I, I knew that I was going to be nomad in the world for many years because I just I never felt so alive in my entire life. Mm -hmm. I'm just I felt so alive, just people watching and observing the people laugh to each other, hug one another, sit in front of each other, the way they move their hands. Um, it just, everything about just being in another part of the world where they spoke another language, I was so just excited by. It was it was different, mm -hmm. you know. I was, I started feeling for the first time the connectivity of, of all humans, of all beings. And fast forward years and years of traveling throughout my 20s, you know, which led to me opening up my backpackers hostel in Nicaragua mm. to all my friends all over the world. They're like, whoa, have you seen Andrew? He's, he's, living the, he's living the dream. He's got a place in Nicaragua. He built it from scratch. It's made of bamboo. It's got this pool. People are partying every night and having fun. But the truth was, I was dying inside. Mm. I, I was miserable inside. Of course, there was flickers of, of gratitude and, and stoke about what I was doing. And I had friends from all over the world, from Australia, from New Zealand, from Spain, Germany, Denmark, from Holland uh, coming to visit me. But I knew somehow deep down that I was, I don't know, I was meant for something bigger. It wasn't, it wasn't what I was meant to do. Mm -hmm. I knew I wasn't meant to be living in Nicaragua, running this hostel. It, it, it still felt confining in that there was something else. Mm -hmm. So my hostel fell apart. It was extremely successful after being open for only six months. And it, it, it went straight out the gate, super super popular. It was talk, being talked about throughout the whole country. And we had to close down because we, there was some pretty serious chaos in the country, a lot of turmoil, a uh, lot of war within the, the prime minister of the country and people standing up for their rights. Innocent people were being killed. And so we had to, we had to close my hostel just on a dime. I mean, it was like, it was like one week we were open, people were coming in the doors. The next week it was like, whoa, we got like three people here. What, this ha this changed really quick, <laughs> mm, yeah. and so we so we closed doors. And basically, I at that time I had very little money. I had like a thousand bucks. I traveled up through El Salvador, Guatemala, Mexico City. Flew to New York City from a living in a small mm. village in Nicaragua up by the beach. Mm. So talk about like nervous system, like actual actual like shock. Yeah, yeah. And, in living in New York, I uh, I was living with my aunt and uncle at the time. Luckily, I had family that was willing to like be there for me and support me because I didn't know what the hell I was doing. I didn't know where I was going to go. I didn't know how I was going to make money. I didn't. I, I, I had no clue at the time. It was a very intense moment, very, very challenging. I was moving through uh, what some would call the dark night of the soul. <laughs> mm. and, and then it got even darker than that, and uh, my health fell apart. 
And um, that's where I found the breath. That's what really, when uh, when I lost that job and I started losing motor function of both of my hands, uh, I found the breath through my life just falling to pieces. And the breath showed me that I was a quantum being, that I was a multidimensional being, and that I was not from this planet, and that I was here to serve humanity. I was here to show people that they're an alchemist, that they're a powerful creator, that they're not their emotions, they're not their thoughts, they're not their body, that they're a spiritual being just here temporarily and we're, we're beyond all that. We're so much bigger than that. Yeah. And um, geez, I have so much, I have so much to credit to the breath. I have everything to credit to the breath. Once again, I mean, I've died hundreds of times and so many of those deaths have been through the breath continuously of, of just going into the depths of my shadows of anger, of rage, of shame, of, Mm. judgment of myself of not showing up for myself at times where when I needed to as a child or as a teenager and yeah the breath the breath returned me to my inner my own inner wisdom and that I'm none of those things so yeah so grateful for my breath and sharing it with the world and yeah it's everything it's so powerful amazing brother it's amazing yeah the, <laughs> breath work so overlooked and especially in the spiritual community i mean i know there are people do all there's different modalities of the breath work but it's constantly available to us and yet it's so overlooked but it's the most powerful tool um i, I i've shared so many different times clicking over getting through that the the dizziness or that whatever we call it and clicking to the other side it's it's has been profound and healing in my life as any ayahuasca journey I've been on or mm. psilocybin journey I've been on um, different, but as impactful for sure. Um, people say all the time at the end of the workshop, wow, Andrew, that that online dimensional breath workshop was literally as powerful or more powerful than the six ayahuasca journeys I had last year. Yeah, And they're like, is that normal? And I'll be like, well, what is normal? Because uh, I, I was like, if you want to just know, I was like, you're not the first person to say that. I've probably heard 25 to 50 people say that, you know? And yeah, do I hold a powerful space? I mean, definitely, but it's not me, it's you. It, mm -hmm. It's you unlocking your own infinite wisdom, you know? Where, when we breathe in a way that's conscious and aware, we're we're truly unlocking our true divinity, our true infiniteness, mm -hmm. the wisdom of the body mm -hmm. that doesn't ever get touched unless we mm -hmm. unless we move that energy into the body and breathe in that universal intelligence. It's just there. It's just something we're doing throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. And not accessing the innate wisdom of being able to heal all kinds of tension, diseases, mm. uh, gut problems, hormonal problems. I mean, yeah, it's just incredible what it can do, mm. how it can break someone open, like yeah. in a way that they're like, dude, coming here today, I had some resistance because my brother was telling me about how powerful it was. And I answered the call. I had no idea I was going to experience mm. what I experienced today. And I'm like, man, that's so amazing to hear. I'm so glad to be able to hold that space for you to, for the first time in your life, awaken to your soul and spirit. Like, what a gift I see you. Thanks for showing up.
Yeah. Oh, what a gift. How oh, awesome. Beautiful. Beautiful, brother. It is. It's amazing. Um, how have you journeyed? How it's because I've plant medicine has been my modality that I go deep, deep, deep in. And, and, um, how have you gone deeper? Like, what has the journey been for you in the breath work? Like when you're saying you're, you're unlocking these things, how is it, is it building upon itself every time? Is it something new every time for you? <sighs> so as a master of the breath, it's really funny. Uh, recently I had a friend go, Hey man, why do you have breath work facilitator and teacher at, at the top of your Instagram? Why don't you have master of the breath? Cause you are a master. And I was like, yeah, but I, I don't, I was like, yeah, okay. Maybe I should own that. I'm a master. It's literally all in my chart. <laughs> Any reading I've ever got is like, you're a, you're a master of the breath. Mm -hmm. You're here to be a master. You're here to show this wisdom of bringing people back to their body and, and being an alchemist and, mm. and knowing of teaching about energy and, and being able to release at any given time and tapping into awareness in the now moment. So yeah, I am that. <laughs> I am a master of the breath. And the reason I bring that up is because the last couple months has really showed me into much deeper, deeper levels of awareness of just how much of an alchemist and a master of the breath that I am. Mm. Because I haven't, my guides have not really put me in the direction of plant medicine in the last three or four months. Mm -hmm. They've been, whenever I have stuff to work through, it's just, it's just, I just know I'm, I'm meant to transmute it through breathing, through movement, mm -hmm. through literally being this wizard sorcerer with my breath and my energy and just moving these energy and, and giving it back to God, giving it back to source. Mm -hmm. And I felt that on a level I've never felt in my life um, until I was literally did my seven day fast up here on the mountains yeah. in the Northwest with, uh, with the ASEA. I never experienced myself being an alchemist on this quantum level and just how much energy I transmuted through the breath in seven days um, in my life. Mm. So it, it tapped me into whole new levels of just self mastery of, of the breath, of deeper understanding, of just what I can do with it, how I can teach it. Um, and I'm still integrating that experience. It was just so beyond profound. But yeah, right now I've really been kind of like hoarded into this corner of really going deep into, into the breath, into these journeys, whether it be into movement, whether I'm lying down in Shavasana, whether I'm doing like tribal movement, moving my hands and arms, getting into these deep crevices of tension. Mm. Yeah, I've been experimenting. I mean, I've experimented with my breath for thousands of hours over the last mm. couple of years. But um, yeah, that's been elevated in a, in a much deeper way. Uh, in the last three months. So mm -hmm. yeah, got to and And of course I happen to be releasing, you know, multiple courses in the next couple of months. So yeah. maybe it was, it's obviously for a divine reason to really get me like in it while I'm giving this wisdom to, to the world. So beautiful, beautiful brother. What about, um, first of all, I, I saw the photos when you were in the mountain, you were off highway too, weren't you? Was that, I was, literally a couple of miles. So I was literally bird's eye view of Mount Rainier. 
Oh, um, wow. Okay, cool. That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. You have Mount Rainier on this mountain, uh, 8,000 feet elevation up. It was cold as hell. It was in October in the Pacific Northwest. So I knew it was going to be quite challenging in terms of weather. Uh, I only got rained on the very first night. And that gave wow. me like a jolt of, holy crap, am I crazy? Like, am I nuts for doing this? Like, And then I literally just had to drop into, there's no turning back. You're on this mountain. Mm. You're, 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 you got this. You're safe. You're guided. You're supported. And um, holy crap, what a journey it was. Mm. It was. It was like the first night it was like 27, 28 degrees. And uh, the nights after it was anywhere from like 30 to I'd say like 33, 34 degrees. Mm. And um, wow, it was just so, it was so beautiful. The, the medicine in that journey was so profound. And just what I experienced giving myself that radical act of self-love mm. of this gift of just returning to nature uh, returning to myself, returning to breath. There's something so primal about standing on this mountaintop naked every day, just mm-hmm. being with the nature and hearing the sounds of the birds and having my fire right next to, um, right next to my tent and just contemplating life for 170 straight hours with no food, mm. you know, just, just water, a sea in my breath in the land. Mm. And that's it. What's it, a what's a sea? So Asia is it's spelled A S E A Asia A S E A. It's uh, redox molecules. Mm. So it um, essentially it is putting the body on hyper 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 healing capacity. So nice. in each one of your cells, we have where our body's made of sixty trillion cells. We have a mitochondria in each one of those cells. So it is increasing. And, and basically upping the mitochondria, mm-hmm. it's increasing the glutathione by five to 800%. Wow. So that's why there's thousands of healing stories across the world as this product is just going off the charts. It's making its way to countries all over the world because, you know, it speaks for itself. It, mm-hmm. it, can, it can literally take someone who has dementia and can't even remember what neighborhood or city they live in to literally walking in their driveway playing basketball with their grandson 10 weeks later taking wow. this drinking a half a bottle to a bottle of this stuff wow. per day so there's thousands of those stories out there in the world wow. so then take it to someone who's extremely healthy and takes care of their body with mm-hmm. no food holy shit man i was on i was on fire up there <laughs> <laughs> that's amazing like my like my world was on fire my body was alive um, I was filling my body with breath in the ASEA and most, and many people call ASEA liquid consciousness or liquid light. I call it liquid light because mm-hmm. when you drink it, you, I mean, you don't know unless you actually take it every day. When you, when you drink it, you feel your body just, I don't, you feel your body just come on. Like mm-hmm. it comes online. Mm-hmm. So yeah, if you're about to go on a podcast, if you're about to go on a workout, if you're about to smash out a day at work, the ASEA, just like, it's just like, whoop, it like puts you online. So when I was not drink, when I was not eating any food or I didn't have that energy of digestion, um, it was day, it was night five of my journey. And I was like, holy crap, I'm finally getting mildly hungry. 
and it's night five. I didn't experience any hunger. Day one, day two, day three, day four. Day four, I'm like, okay, where is it at? How am I not? I thought I was going to be like crawling on the ground at this point. Yeah, yeah. And I still wasn't hungry because the ASEA was just pumping my body full of, full of life force as well as detoxing so much mm. in my gut. Um, pollutants, chemicals, toxins, uh, toxins from chemtrails, all the stuff that we're inundated with just living yeah. in this society. Right. You know, um, I just felt like such a clear channel for, for the universe to work through me, mm. for cosmic intelligence, for wisdom to come into me. And um, yeah, I didn't plan to bring it. The, they told me, my guides told me to bring it <laughs> just about a week before. And wow. I was like, okay, I'm going to bring seven bottles of ASEA in my pack. And I was like, okay, I've, all right. It's going to make my pack pretty damn heavy, but I'm going to do it. <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome. Oh, uh, I did it. And after the journey, it made sense. I was like, okay, that, that just gave me like a whole new level of cellular death mm. of, of just, because that, right. We hold so much memory mm. in ourselves. We hold so much pain and suffering and lack and self-worth and anger in the cells of our body. Mm. And the ASEA is just cleansing you out. So you, you pair that with the nature, seven days, no food, a bottle of ASEA every day and breathing some, I did breath work sometimes a couple hours a day. I mean, I was just, yeah, it, it was, it was incredible. I'm still trying to come up with the words mm -hmm. for what I experienced mm -hmm. up there, but yeah, it was, uh, it was unbelievable. And I definitely knew that I was like, wow, this product is literally the biggest threat to big pharma mm -hmm. that exists on the planet because it literally switches on our DNA mm. and it can repair the DNA from a vaccine. So, wow. so the reason I'm going to go deep on everyone for a second here. The reason why the jab came out was actually to alter our DNA. That was yes. the entire purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Why would they want to alter our DNA? Because the DNA is the genetic blueprint of the universe. Mm. You, Lucas Mack, has a very incredibly unique blueprint of your DNA that no one else has throughout the multiverse. Mm. I, Andrew Genovese, have a DNA blueprint that no one else has. Mm. They wanted to stop that, that DNA from awakening to our true cosmic self. Mm. So the ASEA actually switches on gene expressions, detoxes, cleanses, puts both the hem uh, hemispheres of the brain on. Mm. So yeah, I was like, wow, I, I, I knew on a much deeper level that I was meant to share this with the world because it's just so, just so special. And it's like, it's technology from the future. So I'm forever grateful for that journey in the mountains. It was, it, um, it changed me in a way that I just can't even describe in words. It was mm. just so profound, so profound. Dude, and now you are, you're living in an area I would describe as very dense energetically, but also the earth is so high vibe there. It's just like the contrast of the matrix and, and nature. Literally, like before we started, everyone we're talking about, I just left Seattle. You're in Seattle now in the, in the North, you say the Northwest, but that, that vortex of, of Microsoft, Amazon, Starbucks, Boeing, you know, all the dense 
um, matrix mindsets. And yet there's this beauty and there's this life and there's this um, real gentleness. You're talking about the deer that there's a real gentle innocence in the nature there. And it's so beautiful and it can't be varnished. And so what do you see now living there with all this knowledge and, and all this beauty that you've been gifted and experiencing also with observing the area that you're in right now? Mm. So it's come into my field of awareness that from Mount Shasta, Northern California, Mm -hmm. up through, you could do it like a triangle. So Mount Shasta through to Spokane, Washington about, Mm -hmm. through Oregon, through Washington, and then maybe up through a very uh, small portion of British Columbia, Mm -hmm. this kind of like myriad of land, Mm-hmm. Mount Shasta, Spokane, British Columbia. This is, I, I'm feeling, is probably one of the more important locations on this entire planet. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This this land was where Lemuria was mm-hmm. thousands and thousands of years ago. This is This is where Lemuria was. And the reason why so many people in Washington are constantly going to Hawaii, especially in the spiritual community, is because they have Lemurian roots mm-hmm. and they feel home when they're in Washington and in Hawaii Mm. because it's where Lemuria was. And you bet your ass there is no coincidence why there is so much naval activity in Hawaii and where else? Yep. 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 Where does the darkness go? The darkness goes to the light. Yes. Yes. So what's really fascinating is right, Lucas, you touched on there being the Amazons and a lot of the, Mm. the, you know, big companies and things like that, the density. I don't know if my partner and I are just knifing right through that because we don't feel it. We just feel lightness of the people here. Mm. The, the guy who's working at Subway is like, hey, brother, how are you doing? Yeah, yeah take care. Yeah, see you later. You're mm. like, what? Someone mm. in LA would be like, hey, get the hell out of, get the hell out of here. Yeah. Like, <laughs> so heavy Mm. in Southern California and they don't even know it. Mm. It's just like, they're like bogged down by all the frequencies and the energies and just Mm. the, the, the the noise of Mm. all the freeway systems going throughout San Diego and Orange County and Los Angeles. And obviously particularly Los Angeles, but it's just so heavy. And being in Washington, we don't, we don't feel that. We just feel the lightness. We feel the codes of these sacred lands and the 3,000 waterfalls, yes, there are 3,000 waterfalls mm-hmm. in Washington, you guys, if you didn't know. <laughs> this land is just so light. It's so feminine. It's so magical. Mm-hmm. It's, um, God, it is just, uh, we're just seeing like little rainbow orbs in the sky all the time since we've been here. All kinds of angelic activity, continuous UFO sightings in the clouds, cloaked in the clouds. If you know what to look for, you 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 know they're there. And um, yeah, it's just it's just amazing here, and we and we know there's some really potent consciousness to be activated within yeah. within the land here. So there's we're gonna there's gonna be a lot of magic taking place all over the all over the planet and this plant, this part of the planet will definitely be among one of the first mm. to see some serious magic activated within it. Love it. I love it. I love it, brother. It's so it's exciting. 
Um, how it, how does your partner, how, like, I know for my wife and I, we've been on this journey together. She and I have signed up for this contract and we are here. Um, and we've gone through it all. How you were mentioning that your partner's going through this, like, how's her journey been? And how did she get into the spiritual world? And, and what's, what's that been like to partner with someone co-creating versus the alternative? Yeah, my partner is a, wow. You want to talk about, I, I know a lot of people who do very powerful work all over the world that I'm connect, that I've gotten connected to in these last couple of years. Um, I've never met someone who can tell you what you need to hear, but it might not be what you want to hear. <laughs> she, she is such an intense human and the most loving and generous and kind, and compassionate, but um, she is a really, really powerful mirror. Mm. So um, she's just a an insanely powerful mirror and alchemist. So being her partner, it is uh man, it's no joke. <laughs> it is, <laughs> it's beautiful. She, she has pushed me into my shadow in ways that I couldn't even, even imagine. Mm. And with that came lots of anger, lots of resentment, you know, lots of emotions that I really had to move through. And as a union, we've had to move through them together. Mm. So my, my partner, like many women in the society, came from a very hyper-masculine of operating of... Uh, I need to be the woman in, in this company. I need to be seen. I need to be, uh, there can only be one woman in this company, right? Mm -hmm. um, that very catty, that very catty energy of the feminine of, of shaming or judging another woman who was beautiful or who walked into your territory mm -hmm. that, or, or that's like the sister wound. Mm -hmm. That's something very deep within the feminine that the feminine is undoing. Mm -hmm. So so my partner was in in uh, the matrix, you could say, <laughs> working uh, working in the matrix for like almost twenty years before she, you know, for the first this is the first time in her life that she's not working her ass off nonstop. Mm. So it's really the first time in her life and for for the last three months where she's actually just getting to to be. Beautiful. So beautiful. She's undoing a lot right now. She's going through a deep purge of a lot of child wounds. Mm. And it's an intense time. Um, both of us know that our souls are both calling us deeply to Peru mm. because we know we've spent a lot of time in Peru. We have some deep DNA to activate, some really deep medicine and shaman DNA that lies dormant within the both of us. And... So my partner wants to be in Peru like desperately bad. So she loves Washington. And at the same time, she's like, I don't want to be here. I want to get the <laughs> out here. And I'm, I want to be frolicking in the Andes Mountains. And mm. I'm just like, I'm just the boulder. Just mm. holding the space for her to lose her shit. Yeah. Watching the rocky, wavy ocean. Mm. Just trying to, be, uh, trying to be firm and sturdy and just let her just have her thing. Because that is the feminine. That is mm -hmm. the feminine, this rocky... Wavy ocean and the masculine is this unshakable, unshakable boulder. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, sweetie. I got you. Mm -hmm. Fucking right. lose it. Yeah. Go crazy. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And that's beautiful. Uh, yeah, we're both on our own individual journey right now. It's a really unique time 
being new to Washington and knowing that we're supposed to be here, but also surrendering to the fact that, you know, we could be here for, I don't know, five more months, maybe. And then we go to Peru or we could be here for another year. Mm. Or I, I feel that we're going to be living in both because our work is needed in both lands. That's what I feel deeply today in this now moment. Mm-hmm. And I'm surrendered to change of guidance of whatever that looks like, you know, as things change and evolve tomorrow, the day after. So beautiful, beautiful. How, um, I guess not even how, like what, what do you see in the coming months in the coming years on how this evolves and how the consciousness of humanity awakens while this dark consciousness loses its grip? Uh, so my mom called me a couple of weeks ago and uh, first thing that comes out of her mouth is, Andrew, remember when you came back from India and you said that during this during this time, the planet would never be the same and that we, you, we would see hundreds of millions and eventually billions starting to, to die, to leave their physical body. And she's like, everyone around me is dying. Mm-hmm. Every time I talk to a coworker, a family member, a family friend, someone's brother, aunt, uncle, sister, they're, they're attending a funeral, they're going to a funeral, they just left one, uh, they're flying back across the country to, to go to one. She's like, so for my mom to say that and have that awareness just shows you the purification that we're entering right now, shedding all that is not in resonance with, with love. Yes. Any, anything that's promoting separation, you know, anything that's such as religion that I'm this, you're that, you have a God, I have a God, it's all bullshit. Mm-hmm. It's all, none of it's going to hold up because it's not true love. Yeah. It's yeah. not, it's conditional. Yes, which is not love. That's right. Yeah, it's 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 not love. Well, right. It, it's 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 removing all the veils, all the boxes, all the categories. Mm. It's stripping away all that, and then what's left? Mm. What is left when we strip away all those boxes that separate us? The soul, our infinity, love, <laughs> compassion, co-creation, community. Yeah. Beauty, right? goodness, yeah, yeah. truth. All, all, all of the truth, yeah. all of the energies that we just mentioned, they're all, they're all energies that co-create with the new earth. And, mo- and 95% of them are feminine, <laughs> mm. right? This, this planet is thirsting, is dying for that Shakti energy, that feminine energy of just softness. They're not saying, hey, that's, that's my land. Mm-hmm. No, it's ours. Mm-hmm. It's mm-hmm. ours. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that water is ours. Mm-hmm. And in truth, it's not even ours because nothing is ours, right? We're we are just passengers here. That's right. Walking walking the earth. The water is energy. We get to consume it. We get to acknowledge it and have gratitude for the wind, the water, the fire, all the elements. Mm-hmm. And know that right, they're just tools to continue to allow us to cultivate deeper states of love, awareness, and consciousness as we continue to awaken to our to our true 
cosmic nature, our, our true blueprint. Mm. So we're going to watch everything that once seemed to be normal is going to change in a way that we can't even imagine mm-hmm. from driving a car, gasoline, that's not going to exist. Energy is going to be free. Mm-hmm. Uh, technology of healing, all the 5D healing technology, such as a SIA, where someone can literally drink a bottle in their home and don't have to go anywhere mm-hmm. and literally heal from what they were being ca- called from a doctor was that you're going to die in a month. Hey, doctor, you told me I was going to die in a month and I drank what was in this blue bottle and now I'm literally playing baseball with my grandson in my backyard. Mm-hmm. What, ha- what happened to... And the doctor's like, oh, shit. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, they don't know what to say. <laughs> like, who, who has the right to tell someone they're going to die in a certain amount of time? That's like playing God. Yeah, certainly. Certainly. <laughs> like, like, who the hell has the nerve to tell someone when they're going to leave this earth? Yeah. You know? And, and so, so much technology and truth is going to be revealed from the deepest, darkest depths of the shadows of this earth, mm-hmm. of all the crime, manipulation, the Vatican, child trafficking, it's all going to be shown to us. Yep. Yep. Because in the, in, the, in the age of light, which is the age of truth, yep. which is the age of love, yep. what is truth? Truth is information. Yep. Information is love, yes. right? So all those things is just going to be... We are going, the people who know the most know a flicker of what's going to be revealed to us in these coming years and in decades of just how much uh, from the books, from the language we speak, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. light language being activated within us. I mean, this this planet is going to become galactic. It's going to become cosmic. It's going to become uh, multidimensional, psychic abilities, astral travel. it's going to be so otherworldly in a way that we can we can sit there and really just try to guess. <laughs> but yeah. Even myself, I can I I know a lot, and I don't know shit about what we're about what's truly going to manifest. Yeah. And so continue to stay humble every day, knowing how much I know, which is probably more than ninety nine point nine percent of people, and at the same time, I know nothing. Mm. And, and I just surrender into whatever that looks like and the unknown because it's going to be so exciting yeah. uh, of how much of just how much connection and non-separation we're going to experience mm. while in this physical body. Yeah. It's going to be epic. It's going to be amazing. I've had these visions for the past couple of years where I've seen, I don't know if I talked about it on the show, but I've, woken up in the middle of the night, seeing this meditating. I see it plant medicine. I've seen it different times and it comes a little bit different way, but there's this giant wall of water that reaches to the sky. And I can, for some reason, I always see the top of the wall and it's like rounded edge, but it's flat on the top. And it's like, it's a wall of water. So you can see it's movement and it's feet deep, but not so deep. I mean, you can kind of see on the other side, it's translucent. Anyway, I've asked like, what does this mean? I've seen this so many times. And I see the wall crash down and just go out and it washes away everything. And every time it falls, I hear first comes truth, then comes healing. First comes truth, then comes healing. And I see that wall and we can't 
see on the other side very clearly, but we can kind of see it. You can kind of see through water a little bit shadowy when it moves like, wait, you get, we, I know we're getting premonitions, but you're right. We cannot see, but I look at that wall of water as the ushering in of Aquarius that when look, we've gone from Pisces to fish, which was teaching men to be fishers of men to take them out of the water, which is such an interesting analogy and teaching. We went from before that Aries, which was the Ram, which is Judaism, which is all about the bloodletting of the lamb. When Abraham sees the lamb caught in the thicket and doesn't sacrifice Isaac. Well, it's like, wow, that's a fucked up story. Like, oh yeah, I really trust God, you know, child sacrifice. Then we, before that, why, why was Moses so pissed off at the people at Sinai is because they just left the age of Taurus. They're in the age of Aries, but they're still worshiping the bull. And he's pissed off. He's like, oh, you're not going to worship what we've just left. <laughs> you're, you're in my world now. And so it's like this constant wheel, just like a dial. Click, click, click. It's getting closer and closer to all of a sudden there's no clicking anymore. And the water comes. And everything gets revealed. We will be all naked, vulnerable, standing there, not no longer in shame, but truly having to face and see and heal. And it will be based in love. It will be, it's like in Genesis, you're talking about DNA and genes and the genetic code. The creator is, I mean, how much love does the creator have? It's amazing that his patient or its patience amidst all this still exists right and so it's the story of like well adam and eve the story of adam and eve sinning but god doesn't come angry he doesn't like smite the earth he doesn't destroy them he doesn't hunt them down it says they heard the voice of the lord god walking in the garden in the cool of the day well that's a nice picture like that's mercy that's beautiful that's gentleness and it says and 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 the lord god called into adam and said where are you like that's amazing doesn't he know everything so why would he ask, where are you? And the man said, I heard your voice and I was afraid because I was naked. And God asked another girl, whoa, who told you you were naked? Did you eat in the tree where have I commanded you not to eat him? And instead of him saying, yeah, <laughs> you're goddamn right I did. <laughs> like whatever he wants to say, instead of just saying yes, he goes, the woman thou gavest to be with me. And she gave me the tree and I did eat. So God goes to her, not angry, just like, what did you do? She says, the serpent beguiled me. So mankind has been constantly blaming another person, not taking radical accountability and responsibility for the gift of the love that we were. That was a loving encounter. It's like, hey, what did you do? Instead of just saying, so I share all that to say, I really believe as we enter this dimensional spiritual like in every possible way the water washes it all away and we will be i think that's when the activation the water is the activation of us and and i don't know how but i am so excited because i can feel it and one of the interesting teachings i think the bible is this you know i've read it so many times i've read King James cover to cover seven times in 14 years like i can give dissertations on every religion every but I think these teachings were beautiful that were bastardized. But one of the things is Exodus, the story of the Exodus. And I hear these other, like in the truth or community talk about, we're having another Exodus moment where God's going to save his people or different things like that. I'm like, yeah, oh, that's interesting. But one of the things is fascinating. 
is the wealth transference in Exodus. So there were so many curses on Egypt in the story that the Egyptians gave all the Israelites their wealth so that they would stave off any further curses. So there's a massive wealth transference. And I bring this up, say, as people are exiting the earth right now, because I believe they're going to come back as children and be taught by those who have the wisdom to teach love and to, to not live in fear. The wealth transference is also taking place. Everything is shifting. What yeah. you're saying, the oil, the power, those that own the commodities, those that own the land, those that have the, it's like, no, we will be so abundantly blessed with, and I don't mean physical. I don't mean like the monetary system. I just mean wealth. Like we will be yeah. abundant legacy yeah. love. It's just, sorry. It's a long story to say yes. And it's going to be beautiful. It really is. It's like in India, they use the word prosperity a lot. Mm, yeah. Yeah. Beautiful word because yes, it is financial it is financial and money, but it's only like a it's only like a snippet of it. It's only like a small bit. Prosperity is just joy. It's bliss. Yeah, it's just feeling living. Yes, yes. It's, you you look at your life and you go, God, I have so much life. I have my children in front of me. I have the nature. I have I have fun. I have play. I I've been to all these places and I'm I'm just prosperous with just life mm. and my breath. You know, it's prosperity. It's really full spectrum. Yes. Uh, yes. All of it. Yes. Prosperity is a beautiful word for really what we're talking about because the the, the wealth is going to be transferred to all the people. There's not going to be malnourished or poverty exactly. because, right, that's the dark. We're leaving the dark ages where millions of people all over the world would literally leave their physical bodies because they have nothing to eat. There will be none of that in the golden age. Right. None of it. Everything, all the abundance, all the prosperity, mm. and all the joy will be here for mankind, and there, and it's going to be just—it's uh, beyond, you know. I, 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 sometimes when I have sat with psilocybin, and my partner and I are so connected to psilocybin, and we're so passionate about it as we hold ceremonies, and we've seen so many people sit with us, and it's a—it's a, it's a med medicine that is so deeply resonant with my soul's genetic blueprint beyond what I can even imagine in this now moment, but we are insanely connected to the psilocybin mushrooms and they have given me just flickers of, of, of the beauty of kind of what it's going to feel like when we're embodied in these higher fifth dimensional frequencies. And, and uh, I would just sob in, in just the love that was pouring through me. I mean, it was like, it was like so overwhelming. I was like, oh my God, I don't even know if my body can handle this much, mm -hmm. this much love and joy. Mm -hmm. And I, and I would just, I just did my best to put my arms up to the cosmos and just receive it all. Mm -hmm. And it's just, uh, that's what we can continue to come back to every time where we look out into the world and we see, people just, you know, slaughtering freaking millions and millions of cows and pigs in, in the most like just awful way yeah. and children being trafficked and wars, you know, just breaking out all over. It's, it's part of the great process of just revealing all to us that just is just not coming from a place of love. Yeah, it's coming from control and manipulation and, and, 
one thing that's so important is right the dark forces the the cabal whatever we want to call them they cannot live if they cannot siphon energy from the suffering and the pain and the fear once there's no suffering and pain and fear that it, it, that's it yeah they can't exist because they have no life force right this is my life force <sighs> breathing in the wholeness and the love and sending out love into the universe and right it's the exact opposite for the darkness Su thriving on the suffering and the fear and and the worry mm -hmm. right we are creating a, a world where that won't exist so it's hard for people to imagine like, God, can we really do that? Yes, we can. And yes, we will. Yes. And we are. Yes. It is so beautiful. At the, as, before we wrap it, I want to share the story in, in, a, in affirmation of what we're talking about, psilocybin. So one of the journeys, this is in 2021, early, early in 2021, in Newcastle, Washington, <laughs> amidst the density and the, the war that was taking place for the soul of humanity there. And I was journeying and immediately, I mean, in the process, but immediately I heard it's time. And I was like, okay. And I slammed my hand on the ground and I declared the earth under the law of love. And it was, it was so, it was as if I was a Titan. And my hand hit the earth and light shot throughout all tunnels throughout the entire earth under love. And I declared that the entire earth is under the law of love. And I traveled with one of the lights and I met this creature, this reptilian four-legged, and it was backed up into this tunnel, this corner. And I looked at it and it looked at me and it didn't want to leave. And I looked at it and said, but you cannot stay. And it slowly, like I didn't see it leave, but I knew its presence was leaving. I knew that all these, these beasts, these creatures, these hybrids, these genetic experiments that don't have the breath, don't have the neshama, don't have God's breath in their lungs, can't, they're operating on some sort of zombie existence, parasitical programming, touching nerves and brains and making them move like a robot are trapped and now they're leaving and the earth is in every dimension in every realm and every timeline in every layer of this experience is being liberated in love right now and the plants are bringing us home they're bringing us home and they're bringing us home here inside of us they're bringing us home here and also they're bringing the home to us and that's one of these they're bringing us home and they're bringing the home to us so this earth like you're saying it's just such a beautiful union and i love you've been saying the word union with your partner in shabbat i'll just <laughs> say this shabbat when we say shalom in shabbat there's a, there's a thing during Shabbat, during the Sabbath of ceasing work, the not working, but there's also a proactive thing. It's not just a ceasing from work, but it's the proactive of receiving the spirit of Shabbat, of receiving this gift of rest. And it's the ceasing and doing, it's the giving and receiving all in unison, in unity, in union, in oneness that is 
so liberating. We don't have to keep doing. We don't have to always be in receiving mode without a power. Like you're the boulder and you're the wave. She has a boulder and she has a wave, but we don't have to be one or the other. Now we can be however we want to be in this time and space. And it's, bro, it's exciting. It's beautiful. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's unbelievable. The uh, beginning stages of so much magic as I just look out into all the orange clouds above me and just, I just feel the planet getting lighter and lighter every day, even though it might seem like there's so much noise out there. Trust me, trust me. The planet is getting lighter and lighter mm. every single day. And that does not mean that more darkness isn't going to continue to come out. That very may well be what we need to experience. Yep. And it probably is. I would imagine 2023, 24, 25 are probably going to be the three most heavy years we've experienced. Mm -hmm. But I think, um, yeah, I feel once we start getting into 2025, 2026, I feel like we're going to really start to see the light at the end of the tunnel and really start to just have purged a lot in those couple of years. That's that's what I'm feeling. And, mm. and uh, yeah, as we start to reach... 2030 i think we're gonna really be like oh my gosh we're like really starting to see this planet becoming like whole again it's yeah. What, yeah. What, how, how beautiful so and i don't like to say dates too much or be a, too attached to dates because they don't really matter it's really about coming back into the present moment over and over and over again and just continuing to have courage continuing to show up continuing to ask you know how can i be a better father how can i be a better partner how can I be a better leader for humanity? How can I be of service yes. to humanity? Yes. Yes. And asking these questions and just showing up and knowing that all the work that you do is is far greater than what your mind or ego might tell you truly. It's beautiful, brother. Man, I love talking with you. I love spending time with you. And um, you got courses you're launching. You have um, retreats that you're leading and facilitating. So what the, where's the best place for people to connect with you at? Yeah, you can find me on andrewgenevieshealing.com. Email will be going out for the course I'm releasing called Emotion Codes. Mm. Uh, it's, it's, a, it's a course just all about emotions, alchemy and connecting you to your body and mm. to be a self master of your own, of your own world. So really, really epic little course to, um, yeah, reach you on a different, a higher timeline of your own self-mastery. And then, yeah, Sedona in January, that's going to be so special. It's going to be super intimate, and I would imagine it's going to fill very fast. So that's going to be going out in the next week, too. And, yeah, you can find me on andrewgenevieshealing.com or Breathe, Heal, Evolve uh, on Instagram or just Andrew Genevieve on, on Facebook. Those are the places that I'm on uh, the most, primarily Instagram. So. Awesome. Awesome. Well, I'll put all those links in the show and brother blessings to you. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Brother. So happy to connect once again is, is so great. Just like dropping in with an old brother. <laughs> it's awesome. Thank you, brother. Well, I hope you are all encouraged by this episode and know that whatever is going on in your world, light drives out darkness and love drives out fear. And there is nothing. Look, my dear brother and sister, this is the time for you to awaken that you are not to fit into one side or the other. 
prey or predator you know they say two wings of the same nut two wings of the same plane all the same analogies your job is to awaken and say i don't want to fit into any of it i'm not here to join or be part of an ideology that isn't divine and love and light and beauty and goodness and truth and freedom so as you awaken you stand in your power all things will be good all things will be beautiful and i bless you all Make sure you um, check out Andrew, follow him, and just continue on this journey. Everything is going to be okay. I joked around that it was uh, with a friend this morning. It feels like we're all sitting in a lazy boy and things are coming at us in Mach 10 speed, which there's there's some truth to that. And yet, in the midst of it all, God, the creator, the most high, his love is available right now. For you, for me, for everyone who seeks, everyone who knocks, everyone who asks. It's simply taking the courage and the intention to go into it. So I bless you all. I'm Lucas Mack. This is the Golden Rule Revolution, and I'll talk to you on the next episode. Thank you, brothers and sisters, for listening. For support in your journey, go to my website, lucasmack.com. Mm-hmm.